When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. Today's episode features the very wonderful Fatia El Ghori. Uh, she's a comedian. She's well worth checking out. She's really, really funny. As always, if you would like to uh, spread the word about this podcast, it would be very much appreciated. It means a lot to us and we're very glad you even listen. But if you did want to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to this podcast, that would be brilliant. If You can do that wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, if you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. Um, you know, now we do them as series. So sometimes we might have a little break for, for a few weeks and then, you know, you know, when you're subscribed it'll pop straight back into your phone and that's that i don't know i don't have to explain how subscriptions work i mean it's 2022 you know you know the deal by now but um if this is your first podcast or your first smartphone then um that's how they work right enough of me talking because i'm clearly having trouble with it i've been up since five so that's why i can barely talk let's have a podcast it's fatia el Ghori on desert island dicks Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian and writer Fatia El Ghori. How are you doing? Hey, I'm okay. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It feels like we are on a, a real desert island. It's nice and warm and sunny, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what? Usually I'm recording these and it's kind of moody and grey outside and I'm like, this is a perfect perfect weather for, you know, moaning about things and people that we hate. But today I'm feeling really optimistic <laughs> yeah. and, and positive. <laughs> do you find you're someone who finds it easy to have a little rant or a moan? Is that in your character oh, naturally? A hundred percent. Because I'm I'm obviously British and Moroccan. They're like the biggest moaners in the world. Like... <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> just moan about everything. So yeah, no, definitely, especially like when you're queuing in it for stuff, and and um and then yeah, you just start. I just I'm not one of those old people that talk to everyone. <laughs> people must think I'm mad, honestly. Like, but yeah, no, massive, massive ranter and moaner. Fair enough. So for you, was it was it difficult to sort of get a shortlist down? Did you you know were you was there like no shortage of people you could put on the island if you, if you wanted to? Yeah, a hundred percent. I was like this one. I was like, oh my god, no, but this one's worse. And I was like, oh my god, no, this one. So yeah, it was a bit like, oh, how am I gonna how am I gonna trim this down? Cool. So the, now we we're left with the cream of the crop of of your dicks. So uh, I'm I'm interested <laughs> yeah. to hear who we're gonna get. Let's let's dive in. And uh, who's gonna be the first person joining you on the island? 
So I think the first person is going to be that guy whose name I've forgotten because I've been ranting about him for so long. Um, <laughs> that guy from, uh, what is it? The um, David Dickinson, is it, you know, the one that, the, the, the guy that does... Um... From the antiques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like the very orange-skinned... Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. leather. He looks like leather, isn't it? He? he looks like leather. Mm. Like that guy, him, for 100%. Like, can you imagine okay. being on the desert island with him? He'd be trying to, like, give you a price on a piece of bark and things like that. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, seaweed, he'd be like, I value this at 25p. Like, no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It would just be a nightmare. And I imagine him I imagine him being a bit of a diva as well. Like, he'd just want to tan all the time and and he'd want you to go and, and like, forage and get him, like, a coconut and stuff like that. You know what I mean? No, he'd just be a nightmare, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're saying you'd like to tan all the time. At least then you'd see him in a sort of a vaguely natural skin colour, yeah. you know, rather than this. Do you know what I mean? Because that was like one annoying thing about him is like, it's so distracting just going, what are you, What colour are you? Yeah. Like, no one on earth, no race or ethnicity is that colour. Like, what, what are you doing? So at least that would be like one thing less. Or maybe like he would just go an even crazier colour. Maybe it's like set into his skin so deep over the years that it's just that's it now yeah exactly it would be interesting to see him but I'd be he'd be hell of annoying for sure I think yeah maybe he could be a bit of a diva yeah I saw him on like um do you know that there was a program you know Mr and Mrs you know where they get like couples and then mm. whether they're married or, or just a couple and um he was on it with his wife and he was such a diva like everything like they were like who's who's um who has the most tantrums? It was always him, like, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So, yeah, and he looked like a bit of a diva on then. And, um, yeah, I was just like, oh. And he, he looks like he's been tangoed, isn't it? Like, if he would have come out at that time, mm. remember all those You've Been Tangoed adverts? He would have yeah. been, like, he would have been the best candidate for those, I think. They wouldn't have had to paint that poor man that they did orange and then bring him on and slap him in his head. Like he was, he's already, you know, he's already done. Like, you know, you know, when you buy furniture and it's already put together, that's him in it. And just tango him. <laughs> I mean, he does look like he's been covered in like some kind of furniture varnish. Yeah. So, you know, like the metaphor works in a, a few ways, I think. Yeah. I wonder if you have to buff him every morning, if they have to buff him black. You know, with that yeah. yellow cloth and stuff and polish him. And, <laughs> and he's he's got nice hair, though. Like, his hair is, like, great. He's got a full head mm. of hair and it's thick and, like, um, it looks healthy. But it's just his skin just looks mad. Yeah, yeah maybe all the goodness sort of sapped out of his skin and went into the hair. And, yeah. And, that's, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the orange is just like a preservative trying to, like keep everything encased and keep it going for as long as possible yeah like mr burns from um the simpsons he's like that yeah you know like always has to go like have all these medical not it's not medical scientific procedures just to get up in the morning yeah just like embalming him or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i think with someone like david dickinson i'm always a bit you know when someone deals with something like Something where there's like design or art or craft or something, mm. but they sort of look a bit of a mess. It's like, I can't yeah. trust you that much because it's like 
You're talking about these pieces of furniture or these antiques that are kind of mm. well-crafted and elegant and important, and you don't put yourself together that well. It's like Paul Hollywood on Bake Off. It's like, yeah. you know, like you make these, you could probably make these beautiful, elegant desserts, but like you're just like this real sort of thug. You know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. kind of elegant <laughs> about you. And like the way he cuts the cakes, he really just like slashes into them as if he's angry yeah. at them. And it's like, yeah. I don't trust that. It's like... Carry yourself with a bit of grace if that's sort of your, your do you know what I mean? It doesn't fit. Yeah. I don't trust them. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm a bit like that. Well, people see me like that on stage because I come out and they're like, oh, here we go. And then you hear all these comments going, oh, a woman or, oh, my God, what's she doing? Or, or she's a character act and stuff like that. And then I just come out there and open my mouth and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> and they laugh and they don't expect it. <laughs> so yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's like, you know, like, um, what's that woman? You know that Anna Winter, the one that, that, mm. that um, fat, yeah, she's always got those sunglasses on. But again, I think, I, and I agree with you, like she doesn't, the, so the sunglasses are the most kind of sophisticated thing about her and her hair just never moves in it. Sometimes you get people, they just don't look like what they do. And yeah. I like that. I do like that. But um, but yeah, it is is I like it when you have an image of someone or an idea and then they break that idea and you're like and I'm like, yes, you're one yeah. of me, yes. Yeah, I think but when but yeah. you're like pleasantly surprised at something, but if he's like yeah. I don't know, but I just don't know, this part of me, I'm like, do you know about antiques? I don't know, like yeah. Okay. Well, I think he's a good a good start to the island and um yeah. Of course, you know a lot about how unpleasant this island is going to be for you. It will depend on you know who's joining the two of you. So who's going to be your next choice for the island? So I think my next one, people are probably not going to like this one. I think my next one will probably be Joe Wicks. Okay, <laughs> Joe Wicks. Yes, yeah. Because I just could. He's just too. He'd be like, "Come on, let's do exercise." He'd wake you up at like two in the morning. Go, come on. Got to do a couple of laps around the island. Are you mad? I am not doing that. So he'd probably be like, everything I put in my mouth would be like, oh, that coconut's got way too many calories, fatty hour. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I just mm. won't be able to cope. Also, he's got really nice hair. And my hair would be covered, so I'd be well jealous. So <laughs> that would be the other thing. And I think he, him and um, David would probably get on really well because they'd both be tanning all the time and that. Mm. Can you imagine them running down the beach together, like, <laughs> just their hair yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly their hair and I'd, you know they probably have competition in who can stay the orangest and no so no no I don't want it. he would be the worst I can imagine the this sort of the Baywatch running and then yeah. you know, two, it lasts for like two seconds and then David Dickinson's just panting behind him like, <laughs> I don't think he's that fit no. and then you'd probably see a seashell and be like oh Oh, that's about twenty-five pounds, you know, and then they'd start. Oh no, I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. Joe Wicks, I think, is a funny one because you know he's one of those people. It's like when Jamie Oliver sort of is doing all his health food things for like you know helping schools and stuff, and it's sort of like he's kind of so everywhere that yeah. you know you are doing a good thing, you know, making the nation healthier in your own way, and you're doing it, and it's positive that mm. you know people can work out in lockdown, but it is mm. just kind of annoying <laughs> at the same yeah. time, and. Yeah. Um, and his voice, you know, he's quite sort of like this yeah. all the time. And it's just a bit sort of just, yeah. can you just tone it down a little bit? It's just that kind of like pitch. It's kind of grates on me. We're going to do some yeah. squats now. So I just, yeah. you know, I kind of want someone who's just like, all right, we're, we're all tired. 
Let's just give it a go. Yeah. All right. Can you can you do can you do ten of these? Well done. All right. There we go. Then we'll move on to something else. Okay. Here we go. Just like easy going. Like you know, I know. Look, I know you had a couple of fags last night. It's all right. But we're gonna put that aside. We're gonna move on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Like without shaming, kind of. I don't, I don't like, I'm not necessarily, necessarily saying shaming, but you know, sometimes these um, exercise things can be so, make you feel shamed and make you feel like, I don't know, like um, you're not doing good enough. It's like what you said, you just want someone to be like, all right, okay, let's do 10. Oh, you only done two. That's all right, mate. Come on, let's yeah. do another one or whatever, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it would just be the exercise thing for me. I'd be like, oh, I can't do this. And then like, I don't know, making like, coconut protein or something like that I just wouldn't oh I'd cry <laughs> I'd just go do you know what I'd do I'd cut my leg and then go in the sea and wait for the shark to eat me that's what I would do <laughs> <laughs> like, I just yeah. couldn't cope it's weird with personal trainers because with Joe Wicks like mm. yeah if he was on the island with you you just want him to sort of calm down and like not try yeah. and sort of busy you along with with exercise you know and I, yeah. like, I like going to the gym and it does make me feel better and stuff but I still don't yeah. want to have like anything to do with him yeah <laughs> like if you if he did tone it down and he just lost all hope and he just sort of went oh i don't know what's the point you're like, joe you, you're not doing your press-ups today he's like no what's the point can't be bothered you're like, <laughs> oh that's quite sad it'd be like you know like a puppy loses its spark you know and it's just sort of yeah. gives up and just sort of waits to die you'd be like this <laughs> is more depressing than david over there he's given up but he's not making me <laughs> as sad you know because like you're so bouncy and full of energy and then I think he'd find something else. So he'd probably, he'd probably, you're right. He would be kind of like, he would keep everybody upbeat, but everybody probably want to kill him. Cause it's like, can you just chill out? Let me just, you know, swim and tan or whatever. Let's work on the SOS sign to get saved. Do you know what I mean? All that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. then you could do other things. Like he's got long hair. So you could, we could plait each other's hair. Do you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> if he saw my hair, he'd have to marry me. Cause that's how we Muslims roll. But, <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? He would, you could still like plait each other's hair and stuff like mm. that. And I'm sure he, he would find like, um, he would probably use the grease from the coconuts to like, as um, sun, sun lotion, you know what mm. I mean? And stuff yeah. like that. He'd do, or he'd start cooking and then I'd really lose my shit. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, go away. So- <laughs> I do think they occupy a difficult space because like if, if, if you're yeah. a personal trainer and you're really like just, built and like you know look amazing you know it's in our sort of instincts to be like ah, oh, you prick and then yeah but then like at my gym there's two personal trainers who like who definitely don't look like that like you would have no idea that they're personal trainers like mm. they're kind of like like big but like got a bit of a paunch on them you know and it's mm. sort of, but then you've gone mm. the other way and it's probably people probably like that because they feel comfortable working out with them but then mm. you're kind of going do you know what you're talking about? Because you don't look in great shape. So you're kind of fucked either way. It's not, I don't know, I think it's, so in a way I sort of feel a bit bad for them. But yeah, I don't, definitely don't think I want to be stuck with one on an island. No, hell no. Okay, who's going to be your, your third dick then, rounding out the uh, the, the triumvirate of dicks? Uh, so I think my third one would probably have to be, I love this person, but I think it would have to be Sunita. So okay. <laughs> I'll tell you why. So she was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And mm. oh my God. And I, I did, did you ever watch it when she was on it? I haven't. No, I didn't watch it. 
So, oh my God. So her and Pat Sharp came into it at a later stage mm. and they had to sleep in a cave. Oh my God. She was scared of everything. Like the light flickered, she'd scream and then like, <laughs> Pat Sharp would be like, what's going on here? And she, <laughs> she's like screaming the house down, mice, everything. Like a, a piece of sand would touch her and she'd like scream the house down. <laughs> so um, I think she would just tear up your anxiety. She would just... She would probably need a lot of reassurance. The good thing we're having her there, she could sing and all that. Do you know what I mean? I can imagine mm. her and I can imagine like Joe, like Joe and um, David running down, you know, doing the Baywatch thing and she could be singing Macho Macho Man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and all that. So she'd provide entertainment, but she's a big scaredy cat. And I'll, I'm scared of like things too. So like me and her would just, our anxiety would make love. Do you know what I mean? We would just go mad in there so that <laughs> she's not necessarily a dick but she'd just drive everyone crazy i guess yeah i think it would just be a bit much to deal with wouldn't it and yeah she does seem a bit odd like i remember this is years ago now and it was on i think x factor and yeah. simon like you know the bit where they go to i haven't watched it in a long long time so this might always be out of date now but you know the bit they go to a judge's house for some mm. reason and they went to simon cow's house and then sanita walked out but she was just mm. wearing, instead of clothes, she was just wearing these big leaves like, yeah. over her. Do you remember that? Do you ever see that? Yes, yeah. It's like, what that. the fuck? Like, no one's asked. <laughs> you get the sense that no one asked for that. Like, she was just yeah. staying at Simon's house and the producers went, look, we've got these uh, X Factor contestants coming over to Simon's house. It's part of the narrative. So um, if you don't mind just sort of making yourself scarce. And she's going, no, don't worry. I'll turn up. I've got a great idea. And the producers are like, no, no, Sunita, look, it's fine. Like, none of them, they're all like 19. None of them know who the fuck you are anyway. Like, just, just you know, go and have a swim by the pool. We'll be done in like half a day. So then you can come back. She's like, okay, I get it. Wait there. And then just comes out wearing leaves. And you're like, nobody asked for this, Sunita. Like, what are you doing? And you imagine she's doing that every day. And you're like, Sunita, it's been three months, you know, like. There's no leaves left on the island. I can't make a roof for the hut anymore because you keep wearing the fucking leaves. Exactly. I reckon she'd do silly stuff. Like she'd probably make clothes out of the food reserves and things. And you'd be like, what are you doing? Mm. Why are you wearing bananas? Like what the hell are you doing? Like things like that. She'd probably, you'd work really hard, like you said, to make a hut or something. And she'd pull it apart trying to make, I don't know, a a hat or something. So she's... um. Yeah, she. It feels like she's not very a bit in her own world. Yeah, you know that's I mean? it. Like yeah, that just, kind of thing. And I think that would be like quite a fun novelty now and again. You know, you, like I don't know. Yeah, you climb up a palm tree. Sunita's in there, just pops out, and you're like, "Oh, that was <laughs> that was random. Didn't expect that. Oh, nice one, Sunita." But just like all the time, like a Sunita Jack in the Box just appearing <laughs> in like, "Oh, coconut bikini. Yeah, okay, great." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. And I think the three of them as well would, because um, they're quite big characters, I think they'd be, they'd probably be fighting for limelight and stuff like that. Mm. Like I can imagine her like singing and then maybe David trying to go higher than her and then <laughs> Joe Wicks going, mm. you know, do, doing 20 more um, press ups and it would just be mad. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh my God. Just thinking about them like, Doing mad stuff like getting jellyfishes out of the out of the sea or something and trying to wear them or something. <laughs> or doing, you know, like that crazy stuff, you know, like I don't know, putting urine on your skin, because that apparently some guru somewhere, she got it from, I don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow's 
you know, website, like, oh yeah, that removes, you know, the the uh, your eye eye bags, the bags <laughs> under your eyes. Like, you know what I mean? Mad shit like that. And it ends up killing everyone and you know, yeah. picking, you know, spending the whole day in the forest picking mushrooms that are like bloody poisonous or that attract hyenas or something. That's the kind <laughs> of mad she'd put us all in peril. I know she yeah. would. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, Sunita is an unknown quantity and not to be trusted. One hundred percent. You'd ask her to do the like, do the SOS sign so that you know the airplane can see it or whatever. And she'd probably write her name or Simon's name or some <laughs> shit like that. You know what I mean? I was just so, going to yeah, say yeah. the same thing when you said that. I was like, well, I got to the S, and I just thought, you know, why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. She might find a phone. Say like she found a phone from maybe that some the previous person that was stuck there had left and there was like one bar on it. And you know, rather than calling the you know, calling for help, she'd probably take a selfie and then the battery'd be gone or something like that. Yeah, That's yeah. the kind of shit she's a liability. She's yeah. a liability. Like, yeah, just showing you something like, how long have you had this phone? It's like, oh, ignore yeah. that. Look, look, look at yeah. this thing on Twitter. You're like, not now, Sunita. Yeah. These replies go back days. Have you just been, that's where you've been. I thought you were making yourself some new clothes or some shit. <laughs> You've just been tweeting. Imagining them all together, I can just imagine David Dickinson and his sort of chat-up lines with Sunita oh, would just yeah. be unbearable to watch yeah. as well. <laughs> I wonder if they would both, because obviously we'd be stuck on there, and like, obviously there'd be four of us, but they ain't getting shit from me because I need to see a dowry before any of that shit happens. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So they ain't getting nothing from me but I imagine yeah they'd probably get a bit like yeah chatting her up because she is really beautiful I can imagine them being like oh Sunita oh you have a bit of my coconut you know wink wink and then like you know <laughs> sharing their stuff with her and then I'll be like hello like I need to eat 10 times a day like do you why are you not sharing your food with me <laughs> and they'll be like laters and then Joe will be like you need to do a bit more press-ups and then I'll punch him in the face <laughs> and then um <laughs> then it'll be pure carnage <laughs> <laughs> well they are good selections very good selections so far so um you're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads go to lipsandads.com now that's l-i-b-s-y-n ads.com Okay, now, Fatia, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Okay, so I think the first thing would have to be pistachio nuts. Really? I can't even say it. Yeah, they're nasty. How can anybody eat them? They're like, Do you know what? I think I have a problem with anything that's light green. I right. can't do it, like. Even like, you know, like peas. I don't really like peas. Mm. You know, like mushy peas. Yeah. Mushy peas are nasty. And, <laughs> and I don't even like peas when they've got their shell on. I don't even like them. They're nasty. But um, I do eat them. I will eat them, but they're nasty. But yeah, pistachio nuts are just disgusting. I don't know. They take, they have like, I like, I like opening them and I like the saltiness on the shell. So mm. like, I'll lick the shell and then throw the rest away. Because I'm just <laughs> like, this is nasty. They just taste like, I don't know. They're a bit. They they remind me a little bit of avocado, and I don't like avocado. They're like a bit buttery. Yeah, I know. Do you, what you like mean. pistachio? Yeah, I mean, I would say they're my favourite nut. I would go. <laughs> oh, I'd go that no. far. Yeah, but um, 
I mean, they are a lot more effort than other nuts because other yes. nuts people take out of the shells for us. I don't know how they've sort of got they've got into the position where we have to do all the work. And you know, in twenty twenty two, why am I taking the shells off them when all the other nuts are naked? <laughs> I mean, even though I like them, the idea of them being your only food source mm. on the island, having something that small and delicate to like open up to eat, to get full off them. Mm would be very tricky and very boring. I mean, basically, your whole day would be spent shelling pistachios <laughs> yeah. so that you could just eat. Yeah. But that, it would take so long to eat enough of them. Yeah. You'd basically have to just start shelling as soon as you get up. Yeah. But what's his name? Joe Wicks might like that because he might see that as a form of exercise. He'd be like, come on, guys. We've got... Uh, yeah, you know. really strong yeah. thumbs. <laughs> exactly. And Sunita would probably throw the nut away and keep the bloody shell because that's the kind of yeah. person that she is. And um, David Dickerson would just be there watching Sunita, so he won't really do any. He'd be wait. I reckon he'd want us to hand, like, to serve him. And I would serve him. I'd serve him a bloody slap in the face. I'd be like, "Get your ass up, <laughs> get up!" Like, you know. So, um, so yeah, he would get it. But yeah, it would. It like pistachios, yuck. I've just got this image because you were saying about like liking the salty taste on the shelves. I just sort of imagine you sitting there having a drink and like you know, eating pistachios and you're just sort of licking the shells and just someone sort of thinking I'm being really cruel or something. Like, how can you let your friend just sit there licking pistachio shells? (laughs) No, she likes it, honestly. (laughs) I'm like that with peanuts as well. I don't hate peanuts, but I like seasoned ones. So you get like lime ones, like like lime and um, coriander or whatever. There's all different ones, salty ones. There's the honey ones. I like cashews with like honey on them, the honeyed ones. But those I like. I just I like the cashews, but with the peanuts, I just suck that all off and then throw them back in the packet. <laughs> and then I leave because I know my mum's going to call me in like 10 minutes and go, what the <laughs> fuck have you done? So <laughs> just run away. So <laughs> and I don't even do it. And I live on my, I've got my own place. So I just do that at her house and then piss off. <laughs> she calls. <laughs> so, yeah. I know it's terrible. When I'm like forty. Sometimes I act like I'm five. She's always like, well, "How old are you?" <laughs> Just leaving a bag of of wet nuts yeah. at your mum's house. <laughs> she goes nuts. Yeah. She actually goes nuts. Yeah, that's the pun. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. What would your drink choice be? Um, my worst drink choice, I think, has to be like aloe vera water and coconut you know those waters with yeah oh, mate they're nasty what's that like they've got little bits in them like how and you it's do... like jelly isn't yeah. it yeah and all and then like other little bits i don't know what it is i'm like i may i may oh, no no i can't it'll make me sick i can't man that's just nasty and i know <laughs> we'd have natural like coconut water there because there'd be coconuts and that's even worse and i'm like oh my god i can't do like no yeah, it's disappointing. I remember like being away somewhere and someone drink, seeing someone, you know, drinking from a coconut, you know, with a straw in it, and, and they get the big green coconut and they hack it up and they put a straw in and they're thinking, God, that looks great. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I want to try one of those. And just being so disappointed. Yes. And they just had this like really heavy drink that I didn't want and it was warm because yes. obviously you can't like refrigerate a whole fucking huge green <laughs> coconut. It would take days, you know. <laughs> waste your time like chilling coconuts for foreigners yeah. and then people are like spending loads of money going to whole foods like oh i love coconut do you know you can live off this stuff it's amazing yeah. it's like, 
And the aloe vera ones, like I, I love going to like Asian supermarkets and mm. like finding, you know, ingredients there. And but you know when you get yeah you get those sort of bottles and like the clear bottles and it's like it's like a jelly. You know you can see mm. the bits got and they've s- suspended yeah. in it. Like you know it's just that thick consistency. Yeah. It's not even like sinking to the bottom. They're just there. Mm. No, exactly. It just yeah. Oh mate, it's like oh that jelly thing's like. <laughs> what you said and they always you know when they open that coconut they always put the little umbrellas there to try to to try to fool you do you know like oh Mm. no this is a night and they put these fancy straws and all that and then you're like no bruv that tastes like shit don't you so you know when you were young and your mum would give you like a nasty medicine and she tried to put it in a yogurt or something my mum didn't do that my mum's like you are having this whether you like it or not so (laughs) we like there was none of that dressing it up like and if you did, she'd just give you a slap. And I'll be like, okay, let me just take the medicine. I prefer that to a slap. So, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> Joe Wicks would probably drink that like every day, all day. He'd be like, this is so refreshing, but it tastes like shit. But they, but yeah, and they know that, but they just still, oh no, I can't. I can't. It's the bits as well. Why has it got bits in it? I do like orange juice with bits. Like I prefer the smooth one, but sometimes I fancy the bits one. So I do, I do have that, but that's different. But that's because the yeah, but then the liquid isn't so thick to start yeah. with. So it's like, you know, and you know, I don't know, it just feels like, yeah, if I squeezed an orange into my mouth, this is what would happen. Yeah. Like you can still sort of drink it and it's nice and refreshing. But yeah. this is like It's like hair gel, isn't it? It's like looking at hair gel. Yeah. It just doesn't look the consistency and, and it doesn't the thing, you know, sometimes you can taste out, you know, like for example, passion fruit. Passion fruit, mm. that's another thing. Passion fruit is like such a fake thing like the thing the size of a tennis ball what you get out of it you can't even get it on a spoon like it's so little <laughs> in it it's a fake thing in it it's like but like that that looks so disgusting and ugly it looks like eggs it looks like frog eggs but then when you taste it it's quite nice i like passion fruit passion fruit is one of my oh, favorites yeah fruit. yeah it's just like it. it's just tropical mm. like, just intense i think it's amazing and it's but it's not like that that drink that coke that aloe vera and the coconut it's not like that it's just <laughs> okay now Fatia fortunately you won't be without entertainment on the island the plane's entertainment system continues to work but just your luck it only has two working settings one is your least favorite film of all time and the other is your least favorite song what are they and why okay so my least favorite film of all time is a few good men okay the thing about this film is I don't have a fucking clue what it's about because every time I watch it, I get to the end and I'm like, I don't understand what's happened here. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that Tom Cruise is a lawyer and then Jack Nicholson works in the army and and, and Tom Cruise wants the truth and Jack Nicholson says he can't handle it. That's all I know. That is all I know. I'm telling I'm serious. I don't know what that film's about. I don't understand what, what happened. I just don't get it. I don't know. I can hear the words coming out of their mouth, but I don't know what's going on. It's such a waste of time. And the only and then when they show that bit where they go, you can't handle the truth, that's the only thing that I know. Like I'm like, oh yeah, oh okay, I've seen it now. Like, I don't know, it's shit. <laughs> it's you know when sometimes you get these films and their plot is so complicated. And I feel like that's one of those films. And I'm like, they lose me within the first five minutes. I'm like, no, I need things that are like really simple. Either boy meets girl, they fall in love something happens they fall they break up then they fall back in love or like um boy i don't know like man meets man and then they go and rob a bank that's what that's the kind of 
simple shit that I want. Mm. I have to go and do a law degree to watch that film and then I have to join the army to learn about the army to watch that <laughs> film. It's bollocks. Honestly, it really is. <laughs> also, I think it's just like that line, you know, it's an iconic line, but it's sort of like... If you've got someone screaming at you, like, I want the truth, and you just go, you can't handle the truth, like, what do you expect them to do? Just go, oh, really? Oh, is it? Is it? Okay, fine. Oh, I'll leave it then. <laughs> Imagine if that was what happened in court. It's like, do you swear to tell the truth? It's like, well, I would, but uh, can't handle it, mate. <laughs> but you can get the whole, I guess, the whole thing we can get from that, I guess, is, is they're in a court. I don't know. I'm not even going to try to, like, work it out. It's some bullshit. And um, if I ever meet Tom Cruise, I'll ask him to explain it. Yeah, I mean, apparently he's meant to be very patient with fans and, and <laughs> stuff. So maybe he would just like, everyone's waiting for their autograph and you're there going, can you just explain yeah. the entire plot of A Few Good Men? <laughs> but then he'd probably be like, you can't handle the truth. He's probably waiting for it. He's waiting for someone to yeah, do that. one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what, would your, uh, what would your song choice be? So my, my song choice would be this... Oh, this song god give me strength it is the beach Boys song you know wouldn't it be nice and the reason why i hate it so much is because it's on an advert on tv and i think it's um it's a telephone advert um and they've been using that same song i think for about five years and i just can't do it and you know, and it, and there's irony in picking that too, in the fact that we're stuck in the beach and there's a beach boys going, wouldn't it be nice? And I'm like, wouldn't it be nice if an aeroplane would come and pick us up? You know, yeah. that. so it just annoys me. It's just such a like, oh, I don't know. I, as soon as I hear that word, like, and then it's like, um, I don't know, the, the chorus is in the start. It's everywhere. The whole song is just, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't And they're just repeating it again. And I'm just like, oh, no. Mm. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, I have to put the TV on mute. It's one of those songs that feels now so synonymous with an advert that if you actually hear the whole thing, like on the radio, it's weird that it goes on for as long as it does. You know, yeah. you're so used to hearing a clip, and you're like, this has been going for ages. Like, it's <laughs> three minutes long. Yeah, I, I don't know that song. I don't know. There's something you know, like I can imagine it being in a horror movie. You know, like the Beach Boy, like. It may be like a resort, a beach resort that's been overtaken by zombies or something. Yeah. And then yeah, they play yeah. that all the time while the zombie, it's got, it's eerie. It's a bit eerie. I don't like it. Everyone on the beach is turning against each other, like killing each other, but that's sort of playing in the background. And it's yeah. sort of, yeah, the, <laughs> the counterpoint to like the, the horrible, grim stuff that's happening is just this like sunshiny, happy tune, California in the 60s. And you're like <laughs> yeah. bludgeoning Joe Wicks to death with a <laughs> coconut husk. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, no, I hate it. I'm here. Yeah, you paint a good picture. I can I can definitely see it. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Oh, my God. The fox. The, the fox. fox. Is, yeah, it's not only a dick, it's a bastard as well. Like, <laughs> I hate, honestly, the other, people don't believe me when I say this, right? But a, a, a long time ago, this was before internet, right? There was a documentary on TV, right, about this street in London. I can't remember. I think it was West London. And people were calling the police and going, like, we're getting mugged by foxes. And they were like, shut up. Are you mad? Get off the line. And all this, right? 
And then the uh, I don't know how, but like the TV got hold of it. Maybe someone contacted them. I'm not sure. And they did a little investigation. So they got one of their reporters walking down, and he was holding like a Tesco's bag. Do you remember when a Tesco's bag used to be plastic and they had like three blue lines down mm. the middle? It was that bag, right? And he had like a pizza in there, like a um, you know the ones that are you just the ones not the frozen ones, the ones that are in the fridge, the ones you just yeah, take yeah. home and yeah, those. Yeah. It was that he had that and he had um, garlic bread and he was walking down and a fucking fox come out, right? And then the, the, he just carried on walking. The fox came up, ran up to him, went in his bag, took out the garlic bread and ran off. So <laughs> then he was like, oh, look, now you've got proof, everyone. Look, you see, it really does happen. And then he carried on walking and the motherfucker came back for the pizza. <laughs> I was like, no, bruv. So since then, I'm like, these foxes are pricks, right? They're so used to people. They're not scared of us now. Like mm. in London, they just walk around. I see a fox in South London with three legs walking at a bus stop. It was like walking through the people in the bus stop. Like, yeah, what? I'm here. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to get on this bus. Yeah, watch me get my oyster out of my ear. But I was like, <laughs> no, bruv, what's this? Honestly, the other day I was coming back late from a gig and I live near like um, train tracks. So like to get to my flat, I have to walk like under these arches and I see something coming and I thought it was a dog. You know, sometimes like um, homeless people have like, we've got like lots of, well, near where I live, where there's lots of like homeless people and drugs and stuff like that. So sometimes you get homeless people, you know, they don't put their dogs, they have a dog and they don't put it on, um, on um, a leash. So I thought it was that. And as I walked closer, it was massive. It was a massive fox. I ran back now you got to look at me. I can't run, but trust me, I can run when there's a fox, okay? I ran back and I went all the long way round to the, the street to go to my flat. I was shitting myself. I was like, what if I get there and he's there? Like, they just, yeah, no, foxes, I think. They'd kill us. They really would. Yeah, they're definitely getting to the point where they just don't give a fuck anymore. Like, yes. I mean, in my garden, there was, it's happened a few times now. Like, there's a... There's one fox in my area, and it's actually quite a nice-looking fox. It must be, like, the king fox or something, because it's, like, quite big, and it looks, like, really well-groomed and stuff. Mm. And it was just asleep in the middle of the day in the middle of our lawn. And it's, like, it's not like you're even underneath a tree or, like, hidden at the <laughs> edge. You're, like, right in the middle of my lawn. And my cat now won't go outside, and now my cat is shitting in my house. <laughs> and it's like, And I've had him for 10 years. And now I have to deal with this. Mm. I didn't mind them until they started causing me so much fucking work. <laughs> yeah. They really, I do like them. I think they're really pretty to look at and stuff. And I like, you know, like when, and they're, 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 they're super smart though. Like if you, I like watching them on the, um, the uh, wildlife like documentaries and stuff, you know, like the Arctic fox, like it can be in a, like a foot of snow and, and there can be like a, on top of a lake or something, and they can like dive in and get a fish. They can hear the fish underneath. They can hear if there's like a mole running underneath or something like that. They're so smart, but they're also like, yeah, what? They're thugs in it as well. They're smart thugs. They're like, yeah, what? I'm gonna open your bin and I'm gonna shit here. What are you gonna do? And it's like, bruv, don't start your shit with me. Have you ever seen like when they when they when they're having sex as well? They make those horrible, horrible noises. And you have to listen and go. I, yeah. Is someone being murdered or like, is it a fox? Like, do I need to call the police? Oh, no, it's just a fox. You know, one of my nieces, my brother lives near Cliss Old Park, and one of my nieces was getting married. So her mum was coming over from Morocco to, to come. She was getting married here. So she came over, and um, one night, my, my sister, was, so she was sleeping and she just woke my brother up. 
She was like, wake up, wake up. Someone's getting murdered. And my brother like flew out of bed and it was a fucking fox. And she was like, oh, because I don't think they have foxes in Morocco. They know of them. I don't think we have them over there. So like they, they don't hear that, you know. And then plus in Morocco, they would never come into like places because people would catch them and eat them and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? So they would never, honestly, like even pigeons over there, you know, like a pigeon, you just have to look at it and it flies off, Yeah. you know, because if they catch them, they'll eat them. <laughs> so they don't see them in the same way that we do here where they just walk around yeah, and yeah. do what I've seen them. Like there's a railway bridge near me and I see them sometimes on the tracks in the night and stuff like that. And you hear them because you can, you know, it's got all stones on it and you can hear the stones moving. I'm like, Oh, is there some, because you do get, workmen on there but mm. but they'll always be in fluorescent jackets and you'll see them with their torches and that but when i don't see that i'm like oh, what's and then i look and then i can see their beady little eyes mm. like and then i shut my windows i get so paranoid i'm like what if that prick can jump mm. they're so sly and they can get in you know like some houses as well like some i used to work in a doctor's surgery and it used to be like next to an estate and a lot of the people on the estate used to be told like by the councils to keep their windows shut in the summer, especially in the night, because the foxes would get in. And then you hear them of like mauling babies and and stuff like that, and you know, or eating somebody who's who maybe can't, who's got like um a physical impairment, so can't move as much. You know, so they start eating your leg. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I know. You know, I know. They're like they're pricks. Yeah, I think it's uh, the London fox or the urban fox. I just yes. feel like we're, you know, six months away from just seeing them sitting on the swings, skinning up. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they've got out of hand, you know, like, I just, I don't know what's going on with them. But yeah, like, I used to love foxes. But yeah, I think that something needs to happen. They're just, they're just yeah. doing my head in at the minute. So yeah, well, look, I think it's a really good way of rounding off a, a, a really well chosen, considered list of dicks for your island. Um I'm sorry that, you know, you're going to have to spend so much time there. I hope that you get rescued soon because I can see that this is going to talk to you. But, um, you know, you, you've done really well. So thank you so much for coming on. And um, where, where can people see more of you? What are you up to at the minute? Thank you for having me, firstly. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so at the moment, I'm just gigging. If people want to, I'm just, I just gig nearly every night. So just doing comedy every night, performing. Um, and if you want to see me, you can get me on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I post all my gigs on there and there's all details there how you can get tickets and stuff. Yeah, and just thank you for having me. And yeah, I hope that lifeboat comes soon is all I can say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. So uh, yeah, thanks for coming on Desert Island Dicks today. Thank you. There you go. That was Fatia El Ghori. And I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. It was a real pleasure chatting to her. Uh, and I just think she's really, really funny. Um, Desert Island Dicks is, of course, a Sync Clap production. It was created by James Deacon and produced and presented by me, Dan Benedictus. It was edited by the very wonderful Chris Attaway. And we get social media support from Jason Leach and Chinsey Clinton, who is a real person, but that's not his real name. Also, as always, a special mention to Grand Mamster Flash and John Deacon for their unwavering support and just being... Just nice people, I guess. Um, so there you go. That was Desert Island Dicks. We're going to be back with another one next week. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can at 
Dick's Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I think that's it, so I'll stop talking. Bye.